Welcome to the No Picks at the Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, this guest I've been trying to get a hold of for about a month. And uh, we wanted to do our original podcast oh, when she first had a grand opening of her store, but we just never got around to it. She's been very, very busy. And, you know, I, I'm very honored to have her on the show. And without further ado, Ms. Christina, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Aaron. How are you? Thank you. Great, great. Uh, this young lady, she is from the Northeast community of Baltimore, Laravel area. We call it Laravel Road. That's where her shop is located. And we wanted to get you on here because you're doing something very special for the Baltimore area. But before we do that, let's talk about a little bit about yourself. Let's talk about your store, what you got going on in your area. All right. So I don't know how far back you want to go, but I will just start with, I am a local born and raised in Mayfield, just a mile from my shop. Um, I am a proud Baltimorean and a proud Northeastern. And I, um, I grew up here and I moved to Austin, Texas for eight years, which I really loved, but I really missed Baltimore. And so we moved back here to have our third baby and to be close to my family and decided that I wanted to be in Mayfield. So we're back home. Um, and then within a year or so, I saw a need for fabric shops because there literally was no fabric shop in Baltimore city and a room opened up, which was Annie Howe's old studio. It was an upstairs bedroom that was 250 square feet. And I said, let's try to make a modern fabric shop. So we opened it as kind of a hobby. I'm saying we, my husband and I, I mean, it was mostly me, but a lot of support from Peyton. Um, it's mostly a hobby and it just blew up into an actual business, which was shocking. Um, we, for the first six months, didn't even have a sign outside. So we always joked that we were like a fabric speakeasy because people would still find us and they'd have to go through the chop shop and they'd be like, where's the fabric? And <laughs> so when people were still finding us, we knew it was, you know, a thing. So we, um, I, within less than a year, I purchased a building and dilapidated building just a few doors down. It was completely gutted. And I think it took almost two years from the whole process of seeing it for the first time to finishing a full renovation for us to move in. So we moved in December 8th of 2019. And that's um, the name of your business. Sorry. Did you? Oh yeah. Name. It's no. domesticity. Domesticity. Okay. It is awful, but it's a nod back to like olden times, you know, when women would do all the domestic arts, but it's us taking a modern turn on it and kind of owning it versus being chained to it, you know? So it is our choice to do it. And we can still love the domestic things in life, but still be really powerful and make the choice, you know? And we can still have a full-time job at the same time and we can do other awesome things. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That is, yeah. thank you for the background of it. And yeah. you Bye. had your, your, your business had just opened up right before all this happened in the world. And I remember seeing you guys uh, on, on Instagram and social media having sewing classes. And if you had to get something fixed, come over here. And I thought that was, I wanted to get class. I was like, oh. I want to learn how to do this because this could come to handy one day. Where did yeah. you get all those ideas from and like the groups of people coming out? Because you have a sewing group and I've saw a lot of those things on, on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So we've always done classes. Now we have, I am actually upstairs right now in our workshop area. So the building has the retail downstairs and a workshop upstairs before for like, cause we were around for about two years before that in that space, we would just close and have to reset in this small room. Um, most of our classes are sewing related from lots of intro to sewing classes. We have quilting classes, garment classes, 
bag making classes, different craft things. And then we also have other crafts, which I'd love to expand on more here. Um, from we've had needle felting, uh, macrame, um, Oh gosh, there's another one that I can't, weaving, tapestry weaving. And for the tapestry weaving, we actually use locally made, just a four hour day, three, a few doors down. They make our looms for us out of wood from their instruments, just like leftover wood. So it's as local as we can get. Um, wow. Yeah, so lots of classes and that's a big part of what we do. And I'm hoping to get online classes going soon. And it can, you can, I say for instance, I want some fabric right now. Could I order it from you online right now? Yes. Yes. So we launched an online shop, shopdomesticity.com, about a week or two before this opened. So there's still, you know, we are still working with it, but we have been working very hard to get it up to speed and we've been doing a lot of business online. So you can order online and then you can do curbside pickup or delivery. We are also offering delivery options. It's a one day turnaround typically where we will deliver it to you if you are within a 10 mile radius. Um, and we also will ship, of course. Nice. Nice. So, all right. We, we got a little background of your business. So, you know, again, everything's happened so quickly in the world, uh, social distancing and people teleworking and all this new net terminology, PPEs, I've never heard of it until recently. Okay. So I look on social media and I see you doing something. And I'm like, that's all right. That's all right. And I kept on following you. Like, let me find out what she what is she doing? And I want you to tell the listeners what happened, how did it happen? Where did, who reached out to you? How did this I'm I'm gonna call it a movement, which you have started. Oh, a movement. Because yeah. now everybody's doing it now but you were one of the first people that i saw on social media anywhere that was doing what you were doing right now so please explain to the audience listening right now how did you get involved in making mask ppe mask for john hopkins hospital first yeah so we um community has always been one of my probably my favorite thing about the shop and so one thursday night an article came out, I think from Indiana, basically said from a hospital saying we need masks. And the next morning I posted it and said, hey, who's interested in making masks? And people immediately said, oh, I'd love to. But within two minutes, we got a request from, surprisingly, a sister in Austin, Texas. Her sister is a nurse at Hopkins. And she said, can you please help me? My sister is in dire need of masks. They're having to reuse their N95s. Um, for days and they really, she just needs a cover to go over her mask that she can wash and reuse to extend the life of the N95. So I put this out there, people started sewing. And then I think once, once it got out there that I was like helping fulfill a request, more requests started coming. And then it just kind of snowballed. It was very overwhelming. Um, but it also was really nice to be in a place where we could provide like we were the obvious spot. We can provide the fabric. We can also already have this community of people with this skill and the community is so wonderful and just wants to help. So I knew that if the call was out, they would want to help. Um, so it just snowballed into requests and then makers saying they would make. And then my husband, um, he unfortunately lost his job really early on in this and he is a project manager. So then he created forms for makers to sign up and requesters to request. And then he is following, filling a spreadsheet and tracking a spreadsheet. And that's how we then fill the orders. So we are both 
Sorry. No, you're hey, you're a busy person. That's why we got you on the podcast. <laughs> we get you on here. Yeah, these are shop calls coming in. Um, we both provide the fabric, and then we also um, you can buy the fabric. We also are offering offering donated fabric from fabric itself that's been donated to fabric that has been purchased from other people that can't sew to provide fabric for people who can sew. So um, we're just making sure to get fabric in people's hands. Then we have a drop-off 24-7 that you can leave your masks. We take the requests, match up the masks with the requests, and then distribute to the people in need. Um, yeah. Well, so that's you know, and that's what I really wanted to get you on here because you talk about community. And there's so many positive things going on in the world right now. And just I'm so proud to be a Northeast resident, you know, and seeing what's going on and what's transpiring right now of being a community effort. And you have, you're just symbolizing that all the way through you and your husband and all the makers who are doing this because yeah. you did. I mean, I will tell you, give you an analogy of it. It's like you put the bat signal out, you know, put the Batman <laughs> signal in the sky and, you the were, and yeah. And then for the mask and people, I saw every time I look at social media, people are dropping masks off. How can I help? You guys had emails, listeners or whatever it may be. Now I saw something very interesting that you guys did. It was about John Hopkins. They sent you back something perfect to say, hey, we like what you're doing, but make it a specific way. That was interesting that they commented back to you. Yeah, it it was kind of like that. It's actually a customer of mine is a a professor at Hopkins and she had worked with them to make a pattern. And then she looped me in and said, hey, this pattern is going to be coming out very soon which turned out to not be quite as soon. But <laughs> she said, do you want to look it over and then help with it? And I said, absolutely. So then we had another customer who's also an instructor here and a friend of hers in New York who polished it up, made it more of a professional looking pattern. We went back and forth on a few things. And then we were able to publish it as soon as Hopkins gave the go ahead, which was like a week before they even released it. Um, and it was just really good to have a hospital saying, this is what we need. This is what we like. We have tested it go for it. Because as anybody who has been interested in masks knows, there are probably hundreds of patterns out there now. And it just felt really, really overwhelming to all of us of like, okay, so the need is there, but who needs it? What can they use? Does elastic work? Does elastic fall apart in the wash? Like all these questions. And I was able, because I was, again, in the lucky spot of people coming to me and saying, I am a professional, this is what I want to say, okay, these three patterns seem to work well. Every professional that has come to me says, I can use one of these patterns. And so it's just a resource that we were able to make that says, that just clarifies things a little, you know? Wow. Wow. Now, with other, now when you drop, now how did this all formulate as far as online? Did you put it like a post on your social media or, or did you have like a list of customers who've come in that you said, hey, I'm looking for help? If you guys want to help out, how does this work? Because like I said, it happened so quickly and yeah. it seemed like overnight. I mean, I just looked like I was looking online and you had the box outside that wherever it was located. Yep. And it was filled and you were dropping in. Like, how did this all transpire so quickly? Yeah. I mean, it just, it, we, um, I put the call out on social media and then for the first few requests, we were just doing it on social media and it became clear we needed a website for it. So then we just had to find the time to add a page to our website with all the information. Um, my husband then made the spreadsheets to track 
so it just kind of grew. It did. I mean, it really felt like we were running around a little bit like chickens with our heads cut off for a bit, but at the same time we were getting something done. And so it felt very much like action needed to happen right then. And I'm pretty good at being able to act fast. And I acted fast and people responded to the call fast. And we then, you know, I knew that every time I said, can you make masks that we had a place for them to go? And then it became very clear, like there was maybe one day where before the Hopkins thing happened that I was like, I don't know, I don't have a specific request. And then they started really flooding in. So then it became clear that you guys can get me all the masks you can make. And I have places to send them. Like right now, we have delivered 3,344 masks. We have 1,100 that are in processing downstairs that we're trying to match up. And then we have requests for 15,000 masks. <laughs> so it's really overwhelming. We have 250 people, more than 250 people sewing. That's just the people who've signed up. Um, I mean, the numbers are just kind of mind boggling. They much. are. This is like three weeks. It's not that much. Now, now here's a crazy question. It's not, well, not crazy because here's the thing. Maybe... You know, I feel like Baltimore City is going to go to eventually saying everybody has to wear a mask in yes. this in city. Yeah. Would you be a place where we can go buy a mask? I know you have a lot of things going on right now, <laughs> but now it's like, say, for instance, I don't have a bandana. I don't. I'm not, I'm not artistic. I don't know how to sew. All I know is to buy on Amazon or something like that, which probably is sold out right now also. Yeah. Yep. Do you, is that option available for you guys yet or not yet? Or is that something slowly trickling you thought about going forward? It is in my mind. It's hard because I, I personally have not sewn a single mask. I have not had a spare second okay. to do that. So I would, I, it's in my mind. I, I would need to find people to sew them, which I think is, it's all very fair, you know, because I'd be paying people who need money right now to make right. masks for people who need to buy masks because what's happening is people are being told you need to wear masks, but there aren't masks to be found. So yes, I think it is a potential if we can get to that point right now, though, I'm really focusing on trying to share names of customers who are also selling masks. So there is a local man named Randy five o'clock co he, um, he just walks here almost every day to get fabric and then he makes them and sells them. Um, there's another artist, Jenny, Jen, the dog venture gear is who worked on the Hopkins mask and she is selling them. I don't know how long she'll be doing it for. Um, but there's one called adventures in Seamland, which I love. She is another great customer of mine. So I'm highlighting them and I'm hoping to do a post of that nature. Nice. Um, but what's also happening is these people can only make so many. And as soon as they come up, they're flooded with requests because it's just, it's hard. Everyone needs a mask. <laughs> a wa water. I mean, um, masks are harder to get than water, toilet paper, and paper towels right now. It's, yeah. It really is. There was a place that a young lady, um, I follow on Twitter, who works for the mayor's office, was like, hey, what about you for inner city? And where can they get masks and things of that nature? And I followed her and she said, name the cold places. So I went online. These places were like, listen, we are already backed up. We won't be able to get a mask to you until May. Right. And so now it, there's a need right now in that market, which who would have thought a mask would be? I mean, it also shows, I think what's really cool is that it shows that these things, like our clothes, everything we have is made by a human. Everything that's sewn has human hands to it. And it takes time. And hopefully it also makes us respect like what you buy and what you wear. And just because 
we can only make so many masks. And also, hopefully it gets more people wanting to sew, which there have been many people who've called me and said, okay, I've pulled out my machine from 20 years ago. I don't know how to use it. And I, I think that it's a, it's a skill that is really important when it comes down to it. Because really, if you know how to sew, you can make your own mask in like 20 minutes, you know? But if you don't, then it feels like this massive hurdle. Yeah, I, I, luckily my mom made me a mask. Uh, so my family a mask. I'm like cool. Like, but yeah. I, I kudos to you for what you're doing for the greater Baltimore area and this whole just joining together for Northeast community, which is beautiful. And that's one thing I wanted to highlight during this time. I just so many things going on. You're like, let's talk about positive things are going on, and you're doing something that's very positive, and I really appreciate it. Where can we find you online so people can look you up and, you know, reach out and, you know, let time to endorse yourself, your yeah. Instagram, your Twitter, whatever, Snapchat. I don't know what people have yeah. nowadays. You know, so many different things. I'm pretty basic. I'm pretty basic. I stick with Instagram and Facebook. So okay. those, it's at create domesticity. Um, and my website is domesticitystudio.com. It's D-O-M. E-S-T-I-C-I-T-Y studio.com. Um, and that also has a link that the online shop is shop domesticity. Um, yeah, I, you know, we really can use all the help that people can give. We have options of volunteer of donating time to make masks. You can donate actual fabric if, cause I know there are lots of people with stashes out there who could clear out their stash a little. If they can't, if they can't make masks, that's totally fine. I can get it into hands of people who can. Um, if you just have money and want to donate a little money to buy fabric for people who can't afford the fabric, that's another option. Um, it also helps us cover costs because we are working basically around the clock right now. Um, and you also, as more requests come in, it takes us a lot of time to go through the masks because we have to sanitize each bag that comes in, then we have to count them, then we have to sort them because we have three different types and then random types, and then we have to get them to the places. So I think as that grows, we also will need more volunteers to help with those measures. Um, so there are lots of different ways people can help. Um, and it really... I. I cannot stress enough how thankful everybody that we've given these masks to are. Everybody says, it's really funny. I mean, talk about community. It's just such a team effort because we are thanking them for being heroes on the front line. And they, like I've had every nurse, every doctor that's talked to me, they say, you are heroes. And I'm like, we are just sewing masks, but it takes that team and they are so appreciative and we are so appreciative. And then you have the people donating money who say, I would love to help, but I can't sew or I'm stuck home with my four kids and actually homeschooling. I can't do this. Like, but here is money, $10 for some fabric from people. And it all adds up. And how can, how can me, that, that's me, me. I'm going to donate. Um, <laughs> how can I donate money? Because I, I'm, I don't know how to sell. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but how can I donate? <laughs> if I'm listening to this, how can we donate to you? Money yeah, you can go to um, our website, Shop Domesticity, and you basically buy donations. Like it's, it, there's a face mask tab and it's, buy fabric for makers and it's called donation and you can just it's there in 450 increments um you can also venmo if you'd prefer venmo um and that's just at domesticity um yeah and i mean it really but we also i do want to stress we also need people who can sew because <laughs> there's only so much fabric that you know the people can can go through 
And what hospitals have you highlighted? Can you highlight that you've reached out, that have reached out to you and you've given out, given back yes. to them? We have donated so far hospital-wise to Hopkins, to different units at Hopkins, um, to Union Memorial, to GBMC, to Sinai, um, to University of Maryland. They were pretty critical. And we've had a lot of family members reach out. So University of Maryland, especially, we had an aunt and a mom and another mom call us and say, we were just talking to our children. They were working around the clock and they are desperate for masks. So they called me in Pennsylvania to make and send masks. And I thought of you, can you help us? You know? So we've had a lot of family members reaching out for their frontline wow. people. What's the far? So Austin was the furthest request yes. had so far. Wow. Austin was the furthest, but what's really funny in all this is, People now see me as like a mask expert, which I am not. I am not. I know the masks that I posted. I know what people are asking for to a degree, but I had someone reach out from the Canary Islands recently, send me an email and say like, okay, well, what about this elastic and this? And like all these questions wow. I had to say, I'm very honored that you reached out to me, but I really, I am not, not a mask expert. I have been in this for three weeks too. And like you, I hadn't even heard of PPE before. Right. <laughs> and your wildest dreams imagining you and your husband, you guys have this business together. Did mm -hmm. you think you guys would be now almost mad, mad PPE mask experts. And this is the, the, the direction of your business going forward, probably for the next, who, be, knows? who knows until the next to the vaccines there. Oh my gosh. Do you ever <laughs> can you imagine think about it? I mean, this is going to be the norm yeah. until a vaccine. So I will say, no, I mean, I, this is crazy. Like, it's crazy. I like, you think a month ago is when schools stopped. I'm like, oh, has this all happened in one month? Um, it's crazy. So no, I would not have expected that. I think that we are really good at pivoting though. And we're pretty flexible. And as I said, I'm usually pretty fast on making changes. So I was able to respond to the call, which also if people take some time and think things through before starting something, that's fine too. It's just my way of reacting of like, okay, well, let's deal with the need and then figure things out from there. Um, there's something, oh, what I, if it does last till the vaccine, I will say, I hope, strongly, strongly hope that our medical professionals and our, our nursing home care workers and all these people are even the grocery store workers, like that all the frontline staff gets the materials they should have, especially like, let's start with just the hospital and the, the medical workers. Then we can start focusing on, okay, let's get masks to grocery store workers. Safeway. And then hopefully, Giant, yep. Yes. And then hopefully they get their stuff. And then if this really lasts for those that many months, then maybe we can start making more masks to sell to the general public. Um, we'll see. But if that's, I'm, gosh, I really hope things are. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we all do. We all do. We all do. <laughs> But again, I want to thank you so much, Christina, for coming on the show, the podcast. Again, I, your phone's blowing up. We know you're busy, and I and I, I went over my time period, so I apologize. Because oh. oh, no, I know no. I know you have a thousand things going on. So again, I appreciate you coming on No Picks of Dark podcast. I really wanted to highlight what you're doing, and I one thing I wanted to tell you was uh, I said it to your email. Not all heroes wear capes, okay? And you are a hero, and I want to let you know, and I want the world to know that you've been, what you've been doing and highlight what you've been doing. And we really appreciate everybody who's out there who's working with you, who are the sewers out there and saying thank you to everybody because without you guys, I mean, we'd be in some rough shape right now. And, the, you know, and salute to all the doctors and the nurses, salute to all the, you know, the grocery workers, essential workers, you know, everybody's essential and you're essential. Thank all you. right. So appreciate everything. 
And with on that note, we're going to get off a of No Picture of Dark podcast. And if again, you want to check Christina out on domestic domestic yes. It's a mouthful. Domesticity. All right. Check her out, please, on Instagram. I will this this will be coming out next week. So I will definitely highlight, I think April 19th, I think. Right. That's thank you so much. Uh, the 20th, one of the days. So thank you so much. All right. Let me.